This is Come and See from St. Andrew's Anglican Church for December 28, 2014. The Gospel is taken from the book of John, chapter 1, verses 1 through 18. The message is by Father Ron Baird. Just to let you know, we didn't start late because of me. I didn't preach last service. <laughs> Today is the Feast of the Holy Innocents. Anybody here heard of the Feast of the Holy Innocents? No. It's, um, we don't hear a lot about it. Um, we don't talk about it, but it's interesting. The days after Christmas Day uh, are all feast days. Uh, the first day after Christmas, the 26th, is the Feast of St. Stephen the Martyr. The second day is the Feast of St. John the Evangelist. And the third day, today, afterwards, which is the fourth day of Christmas, is the Feast of the Holy Innocents. The Holy Innocents are those children who lived in Bethlehem who were killed by Herod um, when he decided to kill everyone. Now, it takes a little bit of understanding to figure out why Herod would want to kill kids two years and younger. Um, Herod was an Idumean. Anybody know what an Idumean is? You know what, what is one? He's an Edomite, and Edom, Edom was descended from Esau. You remember Esau? He was Jacob's brother. Jacob became Israel. But what that meant was that even though he was a Jew, he was not of the house of David. And so most Jews considered him to be an illegitimate king because only someone from the house of David could be the king of the Jews. And in fact, he received his um, kingship from Rome, not from um, the Jews, but rather from Rome. They just appointed him and put him in. And so the people had always resented it. And so he really tried hard to win them over. I mean, he did all kinds of things. And he's called Herod the Great, not because he was a great person, mind you, but because he built lots and lots of buildings. I mean, he built incredible buildings all throughout Palestine, including the, the temple that Jesus went into. You know, and, and he did a lot of those things to try to win people over, to see what a benevolent and wonderful ruler that he was. But it didn't make any difference. They still saw him as illegitimate. And as he got older and older, he became more and more paranoid. Um, and he was constantly terrified that somebody was going to try to assassinate him and, and take it over him. So much so that he even had his three eldest sons murdered at different times um, in order to keep them from taking over his um, throne. It, it led to Caesar Augustus once saying that, um, that Herod... Um, it's better to be Herod's pig than it is to be his son. Now, in the Greek, the word for pig is heus, and the word for son is huios, which are very similar. But what he was really saying is that given that he's a Jew, he won't slaughter his pig, but he slaughters his children. So it's better to be his pig than his son. And that was Caesar Augustus. So clearly he had an issue about anybody who would claim to be a usurper of his throne. He didn't want that happening. Well, if you remember, the wise men came from the east, and they stopped in Jerusalem, which seems like a logical place to look for the king of the Jews, and they, they meet with Herod. And Herod says, I tell you what, you go find him, and when you find him, you come back and tell me where he is so I can go worship him too. Right. <laughs> and that would work out well. So they go down, and they find the baby, um, in the manger, and they worship him, give him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And, and then before they leave, they are warned in a dream not to go back to Jerusalem because it would be dangerous, but rather they should go home by a different route, and so they do. Now, Herod is furious when he realizes that he's been deceived and that they're not going to tell him which baby it is. 
And so the angel, Archangel Gabriel appears again, uh, this time to Joseph in, in a dream. It's always interesting. And Mary didn't have a dream. Joseph keeps having dreams when he sees Gabriel. But um, he has this dream, and the Archangel Gabriel says, Take Mary and your son and flee to Egypt, because Herod is coming to kill you. And so he does. He flees to Egypt, and he doesn't return until after he's gotten news that Herod is dead. And even then, he kind of goes around Israel, um, and Judea in particular, up to the northern part of the country in Galilee because he had heard that um, Herod's nephew, Herod Antipater, um, who's also a Jumean, has taken the throne over down there. And so they didn't take any chances that he would try to kill him. And the reason why is that Herod's, in his brilliance, what he's decided to do is he's going to kill every child, every male child under the age of two in that town. Now, in the Eastern churches, they have, depending on which Eastern church you talk to, they have different numbers for that. Some people say it was 14,000. Some people have it as 64,000. Um, some have it as 144,000 uh, people. Um, in all likelihood, it was probably fewer than two dozen anyway. I mean, less than 24. Probably you mean, you know, around a dozen kids would be that age at Bethlehem because Bethlehem wasn't very big. But the number doesn't really matter much. It's still, you know, to think that, you know, even 12 kids would be slaughtered by these soldiers who come into town, go door to door looking to see who lives there, and then just takes a sword and executes these children who've done nothing um, and, and then leave. Um, it's horrifying. What's remarkable about the story, though, is that did you know that they are the first martyrs of the church? You know, they're the very first martyrs of the church, which is remarkable. Why? They weren't Christian. They didn't have a clue about Christ or any of that. They were two years old. I mean, how would they know anything about it? And Christ had just been born. And yet the church recognizes them as the first martyrs. And they say that they were saved. They were baptized in blood, though, rather than in water. And as a result, they said that they would live in glory forever because they died in place of the Christ child. And it tells us something about God. Although he doesn't interfere in human circumstances to the extent that he will solve all of our problems and make everything perfect, you know, in this world. He does say, I won't allow that to claim you. Because although Herod thought that he had killed them and they were done, but instead God claimed them and they live in glory. Because that's who he is. He will not allow evil to have the final word. You know, he will win in the end. Now today, you, know, you might think, well, what's that got to do with us today? I don't know if you all realize it or not, but there were more people martyred in the 20th century for being Christian than there were in all the previous centuries combined. More people were killed for their faith. And even today, in this day, in places like Nigeria with groups like Boko Haram um, and in Somalia, in places like Iraq, they are still killing people for being Christian. And in Iraq, it's gotten to such barbarism, it's unbelievable. In Iraq, they actually